Welcome back to Country and Cold Cans. I'm Logan Sinair with Trucker Andy and Kyle. Be sure to give us five stars and a great review wherever you get your podcasts. And for this podcast, that is Apple Podcast, Amazon, Stitcher, and Spotify. If you click the Spotify option, uh, we have a Q&A in there of uh, let us know what you think about the episode, what you think about. Today, we're going to be reviewing uh, Giovanni and the Heart uh, and the Hired Guns, a uh, new record, uh, Tejano Punk Boys. Um, so let us know what you think about that, um, what you liked about the album and all that. And then, you know, there's an option in the description uh, for an up to one minute voicemail. We'd love to hear from you there. and We may play it on the on the podcast. All right, fellas. How are y'all? I'm doing well. Good. I'm glad somebody is. <clears throat> Don't update your iPhone. Well, uh, why is that? Well, it's annoying because I can't now send messages to anyone that has a an Android. Mm, so, so you can't speak to the peasants. Uh, apparently, yeah. Right, That's right. what Apple's trying to do is like you can only yeah. speak to people with blue messages. Green messages are out. And I don't know how to fix it. I've Googled it. Kyle, you're an IT Maybe. guy. You might have to give me some direction when we get done recording. I'm not gonna lie. The number one thing I always do is just restart it. I've done that three times. Oh, okay. Well, that's, that's usually the first troubleshooting thing. Yep. Um, uh, did you try plugging it, uh, unplugging it, and plugging it back in? <laughs> mm-hmm. Waiting thirty Apple. seconds and then redoing it. <laughs> Apple do be slipping. Mm-hmm. It's annoying as shit. But like I said, we're uh, today we're going to be talking about Geo and the Hired Guns' new album, uh, Tejano Punk Boys. We had Geo on the podcast a while back. He was a real cool guy. Uh, it was a good interview. Um, check that out in the archives here on Spotify. But I was um it's interesting because this is the first release that they have after they signed their major label deal. And they signed with Warner Music Nashville, but this record was in a partnership with Warner Music Rock and Warner Music Latina. So that was kind of cool to see because it was very interesting, like because I mean they would probably even admit this. They're not like a straight ahead country band. They're they get kind of grouped in the Texas country scene because they're from Texas. But they're definitely more rock. And this album had like Blink one eighty two esque pop punk fingerprints all over it. It's a little bit harder rock from the two thousands uh, elements in it. There was really only one song on it that I would even classify as like somewhat country. Uh, but I was really digging the album because I, I, while I'm a country fan, you know, I also love rock and roll, but I also really like that you know pop punk stuff. Um, but you know, in, in my opinion, I think this like record really did a good job dealing with like failed relationships, self doubt, overcoming demons, while also having a few bangers in to boot uh, with like you know the lead single Ramon Ayala that we've talked about. But um, I, I like the self awareness and the self deprecation that he had throughout a lot of this uh, album. Um, it, it was it's something that we talked Andy and I've talked about on here for a while. And then Kyle, you've jumped in with us too, when you started uh, being a co-host with us about how there's there over the last few years, there's been like this growing scene of younger people around our age in the Texas music scene that is doing more of that pop punk kind of like more rock and roll kind of sound rather than mm-hmm. it just being straight ahead country. Um, yep. it, it probably, some people get pissed off by it, but I actually really like it. Uh, Cause I know that we've all talked about, we all have a shared uh, uh, love for, some of that music from back then, but uh, what'd you guys think of the album? It's album fucks. <laughs> <clears throat> this is like stuff I listen to. This okay, I was describing this. This would be like 
before I joined the podcast, the same shit I've listened to for the past 10 years. <laughs> it just fits right in. It's just new. <laughs> yeah, it's just new. Uh, it, it album fucks, man. And it, it's, it follows like a, a a fairly common rubric for rock albums. You've got your, not to get too far ahead, but you know you've got your generic concert song like Shout, um, which it, it, I like it, but you know it's not like my favorite, but it's also got your heavier songs, and then it's got your really kind of slower songs yeah, as well. Yeah, got a couple of ballads in there for good Yeah. Measure. So, I mean, it, it follows a uh, tried and true method of how to make a good rock album. And also the title is just, it's just A1. <laughs> I don't know why. I just love the title, Tejano Punk Boys with a Z. Anytime you add Z to a word, a letter, word, it just makes it funny to me. And I think the album cover looks pretty cool too, because it's like a caricature of the White House and has a low rider parked on the lawn with the yeah. American flag up top, and then the mm-hmm. uh, Mexico flag right below it. And then it's just like all kinds of different, like uh, like graffiti. people hanging out the windows, graffiti on the White House, people driving in the lawn. <laughs> it's a really it it really like um, if you're gonna have an album called Tejano Punk Boys and Boys is spelled with a Z, the album cover I think very much fits the album yeah, they title. Know, yeah, whoever designed it, they knocked that out of the park. So I agree there. Just a kid in a wheelchair, pair uh, parachuting down with balloons. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's just it's just funny all throughout. So yeah, I mean yeah, this album sounds rocks. Andrew of the I, truckers, I would uh, retweet everything that y'all said. The uh, I like the uh, how he mixed a little bit of Spanish in there. I thought that was very well done. The, uh, the, I like what the, how, how'd you phrase the, uh, self deprecation, self awareness of the whole album. The writing is pretty solid all the way through. Some songs more than others, but writing solid. I like the sound. Like Kyle said, that it's, it's a classic rock album, not classic rock, but classic hard rock that's not classic, predating classic. Yeah. It's, you're not going to hear it on 100. You're not going to hear it on 100.7 The River, but it's classic no. in the sense of if you're 25 to 28 years old or, or really 28 to 32, uh, you mm-hmm. probably listened to this when you were in middle school. It's got yeah. that sound to it. It reminds me a lot. Like I said, that's the stuff that I grew up listening to as well. So salt is probably this may be making my top three for the year. Interesting. I, I really, like you said, I, I really was vibing with the, the overall uh, sonic direction they went on this. Um, I tend to lean a little bit more towards the, the pop punk stuff than the heavier stuff. I think that we had all kind of joked about that before we re- started recording last week. And we knew we were, had this on the, um, on the horizon for us covering this, like a couple of songs that I, I think that I probably didn't love, whereas probably y'all liked them a little better. But um, I know that I like, uh, let's go through, each of our top three, and then we'll have, then we can kind of take a dive into some of the track list. Uh, so Andy, if you want to start, what are your three favorite songs? Uh, the letter is probably my favorite on the album. The The writing for that one is really good. That's one I really want to read, but the lyrics are not on the internet, which is unfortunate. The, uh, so my favorite lines, I cannot recall because my brain dumps everything when we begin recording, but the, um, I just found out the song was about uh, that it was written about Xanax, which, which 
I thought that it really could go either way. It's just about a uh, bad relationship. So that's, I like when it can be more than one thing. So I I like the sound of that. I like the, the concept of the letters. I like, I like when people use older technologies, like writing letters instead of using technology. I've always liked that. Now I'm going to probably have to go. Can't answer why that the uh it's the it's the second verse really in that song the the speed like the faster part of the song sounds really good kick ass the uh the second verse is probably what's gonna sell me on that for making it's the where he starts talking about like god and stuff in there and he's like and he's like i know that i can always talk to him part and he's like i think i might go back to church i feel like my life is getting worse i really like the the self uh self-awareness yeah interest looking into yourself whatever that word is introspection interscope we'll go with that (laughs) and uh that that uh (laughs) verse to me is like it's it's very well written it just it really sets off i think that verse makes the chorus that much better It, it really brings a lot of a lot more meaning to it then uh I am going to go, and I know Logan won't pick it, Kyle might. I'm going to probably go with Shout. That that song is just, it sounds like a lot of the stuff I grew up listening to. So I just, it stands out to me because it feels very familiar, I guess. It's like a, it's a, it's like a rock anthem kind of where like people just scream it at a concert. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, I mean, I get why you like it. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, you, I like if, you, it. if you hear this, uh, I apologize for this, but that's the one song on the album I don't like. It's <laughs> probably the only one that I skip. Um, it just, I, it, I don't connect to it. Don't know why. Um, uh, but I, I like, I, I like every other song on here. Shout just doesn't do it to me, or do it uh, for me for whatever reason. Um, but I, I get why Andy, why you like it because you hate 2005 <laughs> to 2013 rock music. Because all that rock music sucked for back that uh, back up to two thousand. Most of that uh, hard rock stuff back then, I, I stand by it. All sounds the same to me. Trash opinion. Yeah. Am I next? Yeah, go for it. All right, so let's see what trash opinions you have. All right, so in we'll, we'll do it in order. Uh, calling you tonight. I didn't like that song as much until I watched the music video for it. I don't even know I had a music video. Yeah, so no spoilers. Anyway, it's this teenage kid. He looks way too young, but he works in a strip club. (laughs) And the stripper, you don't know till like probably a minute in the song. She's got to be like 60, but she doesn't look like it. (laughs) But (laughs) watch the music video and you, you, it does, she doesn't look like a 60 year old. I'm about to pull it up. I'm to zoom in. Till they till they zoom in on her face, but what essentially the song is, he's watching this dude be a player. Like he throws an ass load of money on the table. She comes over and talks to him, and uh, he gets her number. Anyway, they got passes out in a bar, so he walks over, steals the number out of his uh, coat pocket. So and he doesn't ever have the courage to call her until one time he does, and it shows her popping pills. And he shows back up to work, and there's a new girl on the stage and you can see they have a bunch of flowers up so you can only assume 
what happened to when their name's Candy or whatever in the music video. Oh, Kyle, the opening scene of this music he's video is grave. already awesome. He's he's at a gravesite. He's dropping dollar bills on the grave. Yeah. And I said I was gonna get there, and it circles full back because at the end there's a bunch of flowers at the strip club right after it shows her popping pills. So you can you know it doesn't take a genius to infer that. I see what it's you mean a, now by yeah. It doesn't distance, look like it yeah. from a distance. Her body doesn't look sixty, but her face looks about sixty five. Right, it, and then on, is, and then the guy that you're talking about, he looks like he works there. Is this like the Asian fellow? I don't know if he's Asian, but no, no, no the young kid, hair, he, does, he does work there. He's like a janitor, or he's like yeah, a busboy. No, I'm saying yeah, like, he, I don't know. I don't know if he's Asian. No, no, no. I'm talking. About, yeah, the young white kid with the long hair. He's like a busboy oh, yeah, there. Yeah. yeah, and he's like in love with the stripper. And there's an Asian guy that throws a boatload of money on this. Mm-hmm. On the, oh, yeah, I see him. Yeah. Anyway, the next shot it shows him passing out in the bar, and he steals the number out of his coat pocket. And he's like in love with the stripper, and he Shocker. he calls her one night, and he doesn't have to. Shut up, Andy. <laughs> he doesn't have the courage to actually talk, so he immediately hangs up. And then the next day when he comes in, there's a bunch of flowers, assuming the stripper OD'd. Candy, which I didn't realize how deep the song was until that, which completely changed my uh, opinion of the song. Um, So that's why I bumped it up to one. I I liked it a lot from the get-go. It's just that music video did a tremendous job of storytelling. Um, How how far have you got, Logan? He just stole the number from the passed out. Uh, he looks kind of yeah okay there's the asian guy yeah so he he's dreaming of dancing with this 65 year old woman in the back yep now he's alone in a hotel room he was punching the air doing he's like, like trying to get a workout rocky workout now she's popping some pillies yeah so he calls her and then the next day as i've said like five times but so that's the first song i like um the second song i like is numb because this is some straight emo shit. <laughs> like this is an emo ass song. Uh sounds like a number of things I would listen to. It's one of the more softer ballads on this on the album. But it's got some heavy emo influence, which I vibe with hardcore. And the third one, excluding Ramon Ayala, which we've already covered because it's been out for quite a while, is um uh, can't answer why it was the one that i originally put on the uh pod podcast we never did which is how i found out they had a new album in my free music or new music fridays or whatever so that's my third favorite song on the album oh there's a the new stripper just started yep and you see the flowers and they i'm assuming is is there only one dancer at this club well you assume this kid's daytime I mean, there still is more than one dancer. Well, I don't know. Maybe they can only afford one for the music video. <laughs> <laughs> but they didn't spend a whole lot of money. <laughs> oh, they're taking Candy's name away and the kid's crying. Yeah. I'm going to I'm gonna have to rewatch this. I'm going to have to watch this music video after so we're recording. This shows how good YouTube's algorithm is. It just popped up while I was just doing chores. and I, had I mean, music of course, when, when, you, when you search 60-year-old strippers, I mean... Yeah, it's probably the next thing that comes up for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I didn't know they had a music video. But yeah, no, there video. he goes with his dollar bills, bro. You, she ain't gonna be able to use those. You might want to pick those up and go. Yeah, yeah. 
but he's like in love with her. It's like it's really weird, but it's tremendous storytelling in the music video. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I'm gonna have to watch that in full with the music playing uh, when we get done. Overrated but... looks cool too. I have not seen the overrated. I don't think one. I've watched that one either. I'm way behind on these. Um, all right, I'll do my top three. Um, so number one is is uh, can't answer why. Uh, I've loved this song since the moment that I, I heard it. It's a, such a relatable song that just deals in, about like self doubt, loneliness, and then like leaning on things like drugs and alcohol as a crutch. And then Andy, you alluded to the uh, second verse where it's like I feel like my life is getting worse and then talking about wanting to get back into church and all that stuff because you know you can always rely on God there there's a lot of relatable aspects to that song for um for me and probably for a lot of people um and it's just like it, things are not exactly what you want them to be and you can't answer why um I, I I think that song is absolutely phenomenal uh number two um and I'm not going necessarily in order of what my favorites are I'm just uh listen them now but number two is uh, the letter i agree with you on that andy because uh it, like you said the line we're talking about like easy for me to ride on the school bus all day for free um kind of referencing well uh, he he talked about in the rolling stone article that that they did um uh, where it says reference like he he had a like a small issue with xanax for a little while and said that there was a time where he would keep just enough where if he get pulled over he could eat it where he wouldn't get in like trouble but then they got stuck in Kyle, Texas for five days at a hotel and he'd ran out and then he'd go, he'd be like wanting it and he'd go out to the van knowing full well, there's nothing, there's none in the van, but he'd look for it anyways. It's just like the the throes of an addiction, you know, whereas like you end up having an issue with something. Um, and that's on kind of like addressing like the letter to uh, apologizing for a relationship falling apart. Um, you know, sorry for that. Sorry about like what makes him feel whole inside. Isn't like, the person he's speaking to or the girl he's speaking to, or maybe like Andy said, even the relationship with having to break away from something that's controlling you in this instance, um, you know, being barred out. But the, that song is fantastic. Um, Number three, I'm going to go with something different. I had calling you tonight. And uh, so that's my honorable mention because calling you tonight real quick was first released in 2017. I had heard that song. This was one of the few older songs that he had already, one of the few older songs that had been released previously, at least that um, was put on this record. And the vocals are better on the new version. At first, I didn't like the new version as much as I did the old version. The old version, if it's a little bit softer, it sounds. It, think more Oasis and how it sounds than um, the the sound of this album. But "Calling You Tonight" was a fantastic song that I loved back when it first came out. And then I, the new version I like a lot now. It grew on me after the first couple of listens. But you know how we always talk about first thing you listen to, you know, you tend to lean towards that. But I, the, the new production on this new version definitely fits the vibe of this record more than the old one would have. But the old one definitely has a more Oasis kind of sound um, if you're into that kind of stuff. Uh, but that's a good song. But my number three is Overrated. I think this is a perfect way to kick off the the album. It's a banger, but it's also done in a self-deprecating way. It kind of has that same kind of sense of humor that a lot of the pop punk stuff does. Um, and I just love in the chorus where he's like, she's over me. She says I'm overrated. And then it ends with, even if I end up fucking famous, she says I'm overrated. And kind of goes through like maybe <laughs> talking about like being messed up because he loves the way she hates it. Um, it, it. It's a very funny song, but it's also just a, a banger. So uh, overrated was my uh, third on the list. The video is wild. Oh yeah, I know, I know. And Kyle's not wrong when he says that from a distance you can't tell how old this chick is. Not overrated. Then when you get up, uh, get up close on uh, overrated. I haven't seen that one. 
the i just like i didn't know there was i i just found out there's a video wild video i like this one better than the the other one there's i don't mind music video as well as I, I for my honorable mention i'd put you and me in there that was the one that popped up one. in my uh my release radar i think it was either on the new the new music one or the release radar either that was the first song i heard because i didn't know there was an album with it and i was listening to that a couple times i don't think if i'd listened to that song if i didn't listen to it first i don't think i would have liked it as much compared to the rest of the album but since i listened to it first I like the the aspect, which I can't read it, so I could be wrong. I can be an idiot, but I think I, I like how it's an aspect of there's no more you and me, but like the you and me are still doing the kind of the same thing, going through the same things. It's like a there's a you and me, but there's we're no longer a thing type deal going on. I I like the way he he wrote that. I thought that was clevercal. <laughs> clevercal. <laughs> you say clavicle. That's what I thought he said too, but no, I think that's you and me is probably the closest thing to a country moment on this album. Um, it definitely is more of an outlier, even more so than the letter with the production on you and me. Um, but like you said, I think it's kind of a, I've, I thought I took it as being like a postmortem, excuse me, on a relationship that just didn't work, whether they're actually officially broken up or if they've just drifted from each other anyways that's the part i see what you mean andy i don't i don't really know but it's like she's moved on while he's trying to figure out what's wrong and but the line in the song where he's like i know it gets hard some nights or i know it gets i may type this wrong but some nights it gets hard i ask myself what can i do i'm such a fool uh like he's just trying to figure out what's wrong staring at the bottom of an empty glass um i think that like you said there it deals with the the things as BJ Barham likes to say, shit not working out. And we tend to be gravitate towards songs about shit not working out. Um, but I, I agree. I, I like you and me a lot. I like the, uh, that empty glass line too. Cause I think, I guess it'd be called a double entendre. I don't know what it's, but you know, it's referencing a like empty glass as he's drinking and the, the relationships over. So that's empty as well. Type deal. I like, I thought that was a nice word thing you to do. <laughs> there it is again the word thing i'm gonna do we need to make like a, a a blog with all the words andy has come up with over the years on this show <laughs> thing i know in english do. very well what should we call it well he the like clevercal clevercal there was another he, one a few months few weeks ago i can't remember now damn I make all the time. Yeah. So, but now, Andy, like, is there a song you don't like? I don't really like. I don't mind. I don't like the the the. Uh, I like the sound of it. The writing, not not my thing, really. Yeah, I agree with that assessment. See, a lot of the reasons y'all said y'all like Shout is the reason I like I Don't Mind. I think that would be fun in concert. But Shout, I just, for some reason, that one didn't do it for me. I don't love Shout. It's fine, because I'm used to that type of song being on an album. Um, Just, Andy, you said you don't really like the lyrics. You just like the sound of I Don't Mind, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. That's not, yeah, I share that opinion. Other than that, I don't have any real complaints. 
No, this was it. This was a strong album from start to finish. Mm-hmm. It's a very solid. Like I say, it's hard to put together a full album that's this well well done all the way through. Like, and they do yeah. they do rock music really well. Yeah, they do. Yeah. No, they really do. And I I think that the songs, like I said at the beginning, the songs that lean a little bit more pop punk uh, with the tempo and, and it kind of reminds you of it, they, somebody they said in the uh, Rolling Tone article, Andy, and I actually agree with it, that they would be a good opener for the Blink-182 reunion tour. I actually think that would be a good fit that would get them a bigger audience that if you like Blink-182 and you're not at the point in your life where you think all new music sucks, I think you would like this album by Geo so, and the Hired Guns. They got their drummer to stop his um, search for UFOs to come back. Apparently, you know he quit. Like, to yeah, yeah. Go search. I can't can't remember his name. But yeah, he just uh, went Travis to uh, Parker. That's right. Yeah, I kept wanting to say Travis Pastrana, and I was like, "That's the no, BMX he, guy." <laughs> he's a motor, doesn't do BMX, but okay, dirt bike, whatever yeah. he does, motocross, motocross, whatever. I, I used uh, to think that motocross and that shit was the most boring shit ever. Like whenever no, I, would, I was super whenever, hyped when he hit that double backflip though. In see, X I don't even know what double. But see that that's the see the you guys watch X Games. Whenever I would go over to friends' houses when we were young, and they wanted to pl- watch you know X Games or sh- motocross or whatever, I was like, dude, this fucking sucks. I was like, I've never understood the appeal and that stuff. Well, so I don't understand how you don't know what a double backflip is. I know what a double backflip is. That's not what I said. Yeah, he was like the first person ever to hit it. That's not what I said, though. I said, I don't remember specifically which moment y'all were talking about, like you guys knew. I know what a double backflip is. Well, so Mr. Mr. Clevericle, (laughs) I don't watch the X Games now, but like that double backflip and a lot of that X Games was like at the time of my life where I didn't watch any other channel but ESPN. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, it was on, so I watched it. Yeah, I, I watched a lot of ESPN, but as soon as that shit came on, I flipped it over to Andy Griffith. <laughs> I had to watch Andy Griffith at my grandparents' house, so I didn't want to watch it. Dude, top tier my... show. Love Andy yeah, yeah, it's great. I think it's the only one person alive. Isn't Opie the only one alive left? I, th- I believe so, because I mean, He's a lot of those folks were kind of old back then. Yeah, I think Opie's in his 70s. Yeah, old Ron Howard. Uh, yeah, I guess. I don't know his real name. Yeah, he was also the star of... um. Happy Days. I believe he's an elf, too. Was he an elf? I think he's an elf. Who Was he like Could a cameo ca- appearance? I think he... Oh, gosh, I gotta go this. I think I'm... I hope I'm not completely making that up. I don't remember him an elf, but I also don't love Christmas-themed music or movies, so I could be off base on that. Um, what's his name? Ron Howard. Ron Howard. He's a very critically acclaimed director as well. I heard an ad for Manscaped today that said it's never too early to start listening to Christmas music. I don't think I'll ever buy anything from them because of that statement. Unless they want to sponsor us and then, oh. (laughs) I don't care how much you pay us. Well, I mean, that's just That's just not true. I was going to (laughs) say. But Excuse me. He directed the Jim Carrey Grinch movie. That's what I was thinking. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. No, he did a Christmas movie. Let's just say that 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 is true. I ain't talking about like Christmas music. No, I I think in December we need to have our our debate once again on 
whether or not Christmas music is worth it a shit or not because I hate it. I hate Christmas albums. Um, but if you catch me in the right mood, I don't hate the religious Christmas songs. Yeah, in the right mood, but see, I've always said if I was dictator of the world, and don't worry, America, I'd be a benevolent dictator. But I'd be ruthless. <laughs> I'd be a benevolent dictator. I'd, I'd let be, I'd, I'd be akin to Saddam. <laughs> I wouldn't say that. I, I'd rule <laughs> with an iron fist in the sense of you knew I meant business, but it wouldn't be like bad. You know what I mean? Like it'd be like you know we kind of like it here. This, this shit's kind of fire, but. If I could decree about and rule on uh, <laughs> Christmas music, I would allow it. And this is where my benevolence would come in as a dictator. December 1st to December 26th. I'll even give you the day after Christmas. But Christmas will not be sold or played until December 1st. It's ridiculous mm-hmm. that we're, we do it so early. Yeah, I would agree with that. Mm-hmm. So, so Kyle would vote for me to be a benevolent dictator is what it sounds like to me. I want his vote. Well, I'm talking about when I say I'm, I'd be akin to Saddam. I mean, you might go missing if I see a Christmas tree in your window uh, on November 1st. <laughs> you might go to a gulag somewhere. <laughs> oh, the, speaking of Christmas stuff, um, the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special they're doing, uh, uh, old, old 97s are in it. God. That's no, cool. like it's only yeah, Disney Plus, but old ninety sevens are in it. So I mean, that's that's gonna that's be fantastic. pretty cool. That's cool. For them. Yeah, uh, I would also outlaw. I would also outlaw Marvel for the next ten years. That's just dumb. They're about the only people putting the their movies lately have been kind of like eh, but they're just barfing out content. Yeah, but their content is still better than most of the shit that people put out there in the theater. I'm just so tired of Marvel. Then the answer to that is just don't watch it. I don't. I was, <laughs> I, was, I was happy with Endgame. I was like, okay, we're finally here. Oh no, we're not. JK. <laughs> Here's dude with the with the jewel in his head. Two weeks later, um, with a TV show. That's a very gross mischaracterization of yeah, what happened stone. there. Isn't it, isn't it one of the Infinity Stones? In his it face? was. It was the Mind Stone. Yeah, and Vision. Yeah, yeah. dude no, with the jewel in his head. He's a red guy. Not anymore. He's white vision now. The There's a comic nerd joke there. I'm, I'm not going to. No, like he's, he really is. He's white vision now. <laughs> he's reconstructed as more of a humanoid android kind of thing now. He's not the same as he once was. So that's like, it isn't like he just is there. No clue. What you're so, talking about. so he's not red anymore. No, he's white now. That's why his name is white like, vision. In the like, comics. Like, a, like a white sheet. White. Yes. Okay. Not like white skin. White. No, like white sheet white. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Cool. Yeah, I suppose. What's his what's his wife's name? Wanda Maximoff Scarlet Witch. That was a mouthful. Okay. Well, I mean that that's her real name and her hero name. Where now she's kind of a villain, but Scarlet Witch. That's the way that's what, what I'm is the for. name of this movie. The uh, WandaVision was the TV show and then she was the villain in uh Doctor Strange Two Multiverse of Madness. Nope, haven't heard of that. On an aside, Andy, what is, you, who is the lamest superhero? Anything. Who's the lamest superhero? Superman. It's not even close. Okay. Superman is the most boring, uh, well, white bread, 
shitty superhero that's ever existed. You're talking about a man who cannot be beaten unless you have a foreign substance from a planet that doesn't exist anymore Mm -hmm. in kryptonite just to even make the man vulnerable. Boring as fuck. Give me people with real problems, real Mm -hmm. issues, and can have their ass kicked. That's the Mm -hmm. kind of heroes I like to watch. Not the ones that are like, oh, yeah, I can shoot lasers out of my eyes, and when you punch me, I don't flinch, and I'm fast as a speeding bullet. Give me a break. So... If I had to get, if I would, I would, it's it's between three. It's either Green Lantern, so he's just lame. He's uh, just lame. Yeah, the Flash. Ooh, I got because, my ringer. Yeah, because the Flash. I mean, he's he's just fast. At least that's kind of cool. He's just fast. You just put a wall in front of him. He can't do anything about it. Yeah, but that um, means he's not perfect. Yeah. Uh, or the third would probably be the dude who can stretch. Mister Fantastic. Yeah, that's kind of lame. He's the smartest man in the uh, universe. Oh, I thought it was the oh, Asian God, guy. I am. The one that opened the portals. I thought it was that guy. Wong? Yeah, you know, he he let all the... Wong is people. not the s- smartest man in the universe. Well, he's the one that opened all the portals and all yeah, the Yeah, he's the Sorcerer Supreme, but he's not the smartest man in the universe. I mean, you can, that takes a lot, dude. He's the only reason they won the final fight. That's he's just magic. That's not intellect. Doesn't magic take intellect? And actually, he wasn't even Sorcerer Oh, yeah, I guess he was technically Sorcerer Supreme at that point. Because uh, Doctor Strange had blipped away for five years. All right. The best superhero. From growing up, it was Spider-Man. Um, from the MCU, Iron Man. I can agree with both those opinions. I still think it's Batman. Yeah, I like Batman. I like Batman a lot. Too. He's a real person. So I mean, him and that's why him and Tony Stark have a lot in common. They're rich guys who just fight crime. Yeah, Batman doesn't kill Not people either. Heroes. Yeah, which makes Batman kind of lame. You think so? I think it makes an interesting twist because he no. could have just ended Joker a long time ago. If he just and he could, and you know how many more people would have been alive? It's fair, point. it's fair point. If the Joker was not around, it's a fair point. Has Tony Stark ever killed anyone? Yeah, the Marvel people kill people all the time. Nobody just ever says anything. That's why I find it interesting when people lose their shit when a DC movie, Batman used a gun. Oh my gosh, Batman shot a gun in the Batman vs. Superman movie. When you have Captain America, Mr. Uh, Symbol of American um, ideals in the MCU, in his first movie, just firing a gun at people and wasting uh, Nazis. Well, Iron Man has technically indirect killed people because he made munitions. (laughs) <laughs> so I mean, you know, that's kind of indirect. But yeah, okay. Interesting. Interesting conversation there. Yeah. But that's the uh the comic book portion of Country and Cold Games. That <laughs> <It> wasn't planned. <laughs> but either way, Geo and the Guns put out a fire record. So definitely go check that out. If they come near you guys, uh anywhere, see them in concert, uh stream it, buy it, you know, follow them on socials. But uh also we want to announce that on the website, countryandcoldcans.com we are having a 10% off Black Friday sale going to the end of November. Uh, it'll be starting on Friday, going to the end of November. 10% off all t-shirts and hats. So oh, yeah. we got brand new hats, brand new shirts. We got the the good quality t-shirts with comfort colors. You want something a little cheaper, we got those available as well. Yupong hats. Andy, you're a big Yupong guy. Yupong it. <laughs> But yeah, definitely check that out. Countryandcoldcans.com slash shop uh, for your cold cans merch. Uh, Be sure to give us five stars and a great review. 
Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Stitcher. Subscribe, share it with your friends. And, uh, you know, while you're at it, go on and leave us a comment on the uh, Spotify link or get, click the link in the description to give us an up to one minute voicemail. Uh, let us know what you think about the album. Um, so for this episode of Country and Cold Cans, I'm Logan. Sitting here with Trucker Andy, who is clever, cool, and Kyle. We'll see you next time. Take care.